the Mark West Sports Podcast. Yeah, so we good. Back on the again. Live Mark West Sports Podcast. I'm Marcus Benjamin, chilling with my guy, Wesley Pierre, giving you real sports talk from the crib. And one of the stories that's been kind of hanging over my head, besides that whole poor Money McLean story, I don't know if we even spoke about that, um, about him going to Colorado. Um, yeah, we, we, we kind of touched on that, um, you know. Yeah, I don't really even want to talk about his ass no more. He's not. Right, he's not right. a king. There's no point of even much mention his name. Yeah, that that's that's basically it. Because uh, I'm just glad that that story is over, and I'm glad that this Josh Gaddis firing story is over as well. Because uh, it's been hanging over my head for for basically the past couple of months. This is something that we, you know, basically kind of knew about. You know, we're just kind of being hush about because that's, you know, basically what we're supposed to do until official word basically comes out or we're uh, kind of, you know, allowed to kind of break certain stories. But Josh Gaddis finally fired offensive coordinator. Now we're on the search for a new OC. And for me, it's it's got to be a, a splash higher. It can't be like some you know, OC that nobody knows, or it's it, preferably it's got to be like a, a former head coach or somebody that was in the NFL. Some Something like that has to pop off. You can check canescounty.com for a list of candidates that, you know, uh, I uh, put together. There's a couple of other names on, that weren't on there that I wasn't sure should be on there uh, that have kind of um, come up as some names and that's T Martin of uh, the former Tennessee quarterback and you, you also did some coaching at Memphis and also Dan Muller who is a former head coach at, at Mississippi State former head coach at Florida um, he's been in broadcast he's working for ESPN right now last um, so other names it's kind of you know, keep in mind our Joe Brady. Joe Brady is the guy who um, helped LSU win a championship with Joe Burrow and them. Um, and he is the quarterbacks coach right now for Buffalo. Uh, he's interviewing for jobs uh, for the Jets and Chargers. Kind of a long shot. Uh, but the name that people get most excited about, and I know you'll get excited about th- this one too, Wes. Is Ken Dorsey, bro? Ken Dorsey, former quarterback at Miami, quarterback the best team college football in 2001, probably mm-hmm. best, one of the best teams in 2000 as well. But we got robbed because you know that's what they do to us. Um, <sighs> he is the OC for the Buffalo Bills. They exited the playoffs. There's a lot of talk about him uh, letting him go based on their performance in the playoffs against the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, but yeah, uh, just 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 with all that, Wes, what what are your thoughts on the next OC, who you want? Gaddis inspired. How you feeling? First, I'm gonna, you know, I'm feeling excited. You see the shirt, you know, it's like we both was in each other's window. We spoke with each other before jumping on the show. We both both were wearing the University of Miami logo. Um 
And this is the reason why I'm wearing it. Josh Gaddis is gone. He's fired. Found out early this morning. As soon as I heard it, I posted it on our on our um, Instagram page. But I felt so good because I'm like, damn, this shit just been lingering and and kind of um, effing up our 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 chances of landing, you know, transfers because they don't know who um, who's gonna be the offensive coordinator. Um, in regards to him, he's not he's not showing up to you know um, see these players and um, that's that's showing up and, and and you're not part of the process. And everybody know that Mario Cristobal, he's a one first quarter when it comes to um you know recruiting that's what he do he don't sleep and everybody around him they're kind of in the same mode you know they're not as you know um you know as as on point like mario cristobal but just being on the staff with somebody like him on the helm at the helm um it it, it feels good but to see um josh gaddis not um be around and to see us um last year like the worst numbers you know, especially what what FSU getting our ass whooped, all of us was mad um, because it just was like you know the game was over in like the first quarter. You know, and that's all behind our office of coordinator. You won this award, um, <laughs> and it seemed like that 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 you know you got that award from favoritism. It's not because of the work that you've done. You know, and, and I was kind of questioning why uh, um, they let you go last year to even join um, the University of Miami. Um, and, and I, it felt like it was a steal, but it looked like we just got somebody's trash. And, and, and now, now we're 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 getting we're getting rid of that trash again. So that is a good thing. As far as the people that um, I want to be office coordinator, of course, you spoke of, of Coley before. Of, cor- of course, I heard of Ken Dorsey, and I also heard of Brian Hartline, possibly um, last year, um, almost coming to the University of Miami. And I think, you know, I don't know if it's far-fetched now. I think he got a, a promotion now. Um, but 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 still, you know, just the plain fact that you know that he's going for these big names. Um, again, last year, uh, we we were all kind of bewildered. Like, what's going on? It's taking so long for Mario Cristobal. Not Mario Cristobal, but the University of Miami to go ahead and hire a coach. And then we got Mario Cristobal. We got all these individuals, you know, um, being the, the um, top-tier staff. What we were saying is like an all-star team in, in regards to the coaching staff for for him to um, for the University of Miami to take their time in that regard. And then we wind up being successful for who we wind up landing in, in Mario Cristobal. I don't see no problem with taking your time with, um, you know, these these um, names that you just alluded to and I alluded to. Because we, it's time to a first splash. We can't like you said, you can't grab somebody that nobody knows. It got to be one of these names like, oh, my God, yeah, really? Oh, you got him? Oh, no. Now you know what we're working with. Now, me personally, I thought that they were trying to um, have Josh Gaddis find another job. I heard, like, Iowa. I heard other places. Um, I think heard he was interviewing for, for the NFL. But, again, after a season that you just showed, nobody really want to hire somebody like that. And and I think Mario um, – not Mario Cristobal, but the University of Miami and whole – just didn't want to pay that tab to, you know, wind up paying him. We ha- we already had to pay five hundred um thousand la- last year to get him out of his contract. Now we're I don't know how much he's getting paid here or was getting paid here, but for 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 um them to be taking their time and um I'm not I'm not worried about it. Of course, it may had um some negative um effects because of course you you had the guy go to FSU um I think how. Hakeem something or whatever like that. Raw receiver, he went. Williams. 
Exactly. He went he went to to FSU. And I think I think that you was one of the reasons, Gaddis. So, again, in regards to, you know, anybody that Mario Cristobal gets, I think would put a better performance on the field um, than Josh Gaddis. And if it's if it's one of those three names that we just spoke on, like, come on, it's a win for me, you know, because, again, after having one of our worst seasons and, 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 you know, and I hated a lot of our former coaches. A lot of our former coaching staffs, you know, and, and I forgot the guy with the tie, you know, um, Al Golden and and other uh, um, head coaches. But at least we were scoring. It just was like we took a step back. You know, it kind of last year made me remember what happened before we had Lashley. So just the plain fact that we could go ahead and get anybody like Ken Dorsey, we could talk to him now. They're out of the playoffs. Happy that they got their ass kicked out of the playoffs. Um, you know, um, but but yeah, I, I, I wanted I, w- I want something um, refreshing. You know what I'm saying? Someone that's something that's going to make me feel good about myself. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just to, just for clarity, um, Hakeem Williams, I don't think they really wanted him, um, to be honest, um, just because he to, for me, he I think he, he may be. Not the player that they were kind of going for, but now looking back at it, they could have used a guy like that. Um, just just as a buddy, uh, as concerned. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Miami definitely needs a a, a, a splash hire because it's Miami, man. Miami needs needs someone to really kind of get excited about, just like you said. And there's a lot of names, like us, like I said, that that can get you excited. Uh, a name. To keep in mind, Wes is Marcus Arroyo. This is, this was his OC when he was at Oregon. So when Oregon, when Oregon went to the Rose Bowl and um, Justin Herbert, um, he was the OC uh, for them, and he just got fired by UNLV as as a head coach. He was the head coach at UNLV and just got fired, so he's available. You know, so that is a name to kind of consider as well. And I wouldn't be too mad at that, um, you know, because it's a guy that Cristobal is familiar with. I mean, that's that seems like those are the type of guys that he likes, guys that he's worked with. He worked with Gaddis when he was at a, at Alabama. So that's why he kind of brought him in. He kind of knew him from when he was working with uh, Gaddis in Alabama. So I wouldn't be surprised if he also – um decided to bring him back. James Coley seems like should be the right guy because he went to Miami High. He he coached at Norland. He coached for Al Golden, like you said, when we we're actually scoring points. Um so and I don't think there's a lot of he's currently at Texas AM, but I don't think there's a lot of uh there's not, there's just not a lot of benefits at Texas A&M. Texas A&M had a bad season, just like we did. So why not, why not come back home to a place where you grew up at? You know, so yeah, James, Coley, James Coley, <laughs> definitely a name to kind of watch. Uh, yeah, you spoke about Brian Hartline. Everybody's like, yeah, I mean, how's that even possible? It's possible because money is possible. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, once you offer somebody a certain amount of money and be like, hey we'll offer you this, then, hey, anything can happen, you know, um, because I think that was kind of could be the, the whole issue with Heartline. If they were able to get Heartline, man, 
they'll be able to get Jeremiah Smith. And you're going to hear me talk about Jeremiah Smith for the next year because he is absolutely the best receiver in the nation. He's a great kid. Love talking to him. Um, he respects me because I was one of the first guys to kind of bring him out after he won a state championship with Shanaad. He was, I mean, this kid is just, he's just outstanding. And he uh, saw him last, was at a huge uh, seven on seven tournament last weekend called Battle Miami. And, okay. and uh, his team didn't do so well because, you know, I'm not going to say why they didn't do so well, but they didn't, they didn't, they didn't live up to expectations and, but it wasn't because of Jeremiah Smith, Jeremiah Smith, call him JJ. He is definitely one of the best wide receivers. He's, the combination of size and speed is just uncanny. I think he's around six, three, I believe. Uh, help turn around 200, but could run like a four, four, uh, maybe even a four, three, who knows how fast he is now. Um, he just runs great routes, um, can just high point the ball. He loves Brian Hartline and he's committed to Ohio state. He is basically going to follow Brian Hartline wherever he goes, because these boys, they're going to go to the NFL and what team has put more players in the NFL from college in these past few years, it's been Ohio state. We see uh, Olave and, and Jigba and Garrett uh, Wilson. Like, these are recent guys that have uh, made it to the NFL, and uh, they love this guy. And Brian Hartline obviously has ties to South Florida, drafted by the Miami Dolphins, still has a house and plantation, I hear. Um, so he would like the, you know, he was is entertaining the idea of coming back home so to speak um so it's all about it's all about those dollars though man you got to offer something to him to entice him to to kind of come down here but we'll see how that all plays out it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks uh to see who this oc is going to be my preference to be honest i think would be ken dorsey man like that that would be that would be my preference just because he's the He's, you know, he's a quarterback. And the other thing, too, is that stop with the whole nonsense of having a quarterback's coach. Quarterback's coach and the OC should be the same guy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that should be the same guy. If you are operating the offense, that means you are you're basically one step above the quarterback. Why do you need a quarterback's coach? And I think that was part of the problem with Miami. I think Frank Ponce and Josh Gaddis didn't they. Uh, I think they bumped heads and yeah, they did. And, and they weren't they weren't um you know working well together and and that usually doesn't work with college football teams. You just need one OC that is basically your quarterback's coach, and then you have a separate wide receivers coach, you know, who just works with the wide receivers and who recruits the wide receivers. So I think that was the issue. So uh, so we're not only looking for uh, an OC but we're also looking for a wide receivers coach. So we'll see what happens in the upcoming days. Uh, it should be fun, though, uh, to see exactly what happens. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, that wide receiver that you said will follow um, Brian Hartley anywhere. I, I hear that his his um, teammate 
possibly you can go to the University of Miami. So if you can kind of like steer yeah. him in our direction, that would be great. I would love it. You know, it won't be no yeah. no insider um, anything, you know, um, especially at this time right now. You know, I, I don't think that, um, you know, people communicate too much with players uh, until like the February 1st um, signing day or something like that. But um, who do you who do you think, you know, possibly we have left to possibly have a chance at signing February 1st? Yeah. Um, because, you know, like especially with this Josh Gaddis firing, I don't know if it's going to be a benefit or a negative. Um, I mean, yeah, he, he hasn't been around to actually, um, you know, pick and choose um, certain players that's that's entering the, 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 the uh, transfer portal or anything like that or you know, possibly 2024 uh, wide receivers. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a benefit. I think it's a benefit because, you know, you know, it's Josh Gaddis. But it could be a negative as well because it's so close to the signing day. Um, I don't know. But they probably they probably was already planning for this. You know, um, you know, I don't think that Mario Cristobal going to drag his feet knowing that, you know, everyone, all the Canes are talking about and I don't think money was going to be the thing that stops him from getting rid of what he wants Miami to be, you know? So um, what do you think? Who do you think we have left possibly having a chance to sign and do, do um, you think the Josh Gaddis firing possibly could have a negative or a positive effect on, on Miami? I I think uh, now that he's finally fired, that it, it's it's only up from here. But I think maybe you've wasted some time within this past month where you could have been recruiting some transfers. The transfer portal has closed. Like you can't, you know, basically add on any add on any other transfers at this point until I believe until like May. Um. So yeah, we are hoping to get at least one transfer wide receiver and did not get that so i think that kind of hurt but from this point forward i think you until you get an oc it, it still hurting because you don't have an oc you know what i'm saying you don't have uh a wide receivers coach so you may miss out on potentially recruiting some players but they're pretty much done with the 2023 class except for Maybe two players. One, Janelle Howard, who is a defensive tackle, three-star um, out of Chicago. He's actually visit, visiting this weekend. Uh, from what I hear, Miami has a good chance of, of, of getting this guy signed for signing day next uh, Wednesday. Um, so look out for him. How uh, do he look? His size? His size? Actually, I don't know exactly what his size. I can look it up. But while I, yeah. while I do that, I am going to talk about another player who I'm really excited about, but I I'm not, I don't want to get people too excited about us landing. Be excited, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he is uh, so the uh, defensive tackle is sixty three twenty. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that's the frame I need. But yes, and yes, so six three three twenty three star guy. Um, you know Wisconsin, I think it's like kind of the team to kind of watch here because they kind of developed a relationship more so with him closer to home. He's from Chicago, like I said, but you know, it's cold up there. You want to come down here at the crib, you know what I'm saying? Oh, so yeah. hopefully Miami really, you know, does the job and, and like, you know, 
Um, shows him a good time this weekend. And we get another guy on the defensive tackle position, which we need. Uh, another player, uh, like I said, the player that I want to get you excited about is Nicholas Harbour, man. 6'5", 225, and is a track star. Like a runner, yeah. track star, like Olympic track speed, bro. Like <laughs> me, me. fast. I want to say he runs like – um. Um, I ha- I had it. So let me just go back to the story, the stories that I wrote. But he is like, yeah, he he's of that type. He's of that type. Receiver or tight end uh, wants to play receiver, but this dude is just super fast. I mean, he uh, is like definitely wants to track and play football. Hey. And and he also want and he start also wants to study medicine and be an orthopedic surgeon. Oh, so yeah, yeah, and you already know Miami's got you know one of the best medical uh, schools when it comes to Power Five football programs. So it's really kind of every track as well. So it's really really everything that he needs. But the thing is, is that Miami's late in the game. And the thing about recruiting, once you start early in the game, you have that inside track. These kids think like, okay, well, this, these, the, this school has been down for me since day one. I'm going to go with them type of thing. So that is what Miami has playing against them with Oregon, South Carolina, and uh, Maryland, where he's from. He's from D.C., so Maryland is in play because, you know, he may want to stay home. Uh, but he is going to be visiting Oregon this weekend. I think Oregon is really the team to, 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 to try yeah, to out here because they also have an outstanding track program. I'm not mm-hmm. sure how, how good they are with, as far as missing is concerned. Um, but and then he wants to go to a proven proven winner, which Oregon has been that for the past few years as That's well. But Chris Paul did go in for an in visit uh, this week, so hopefully they gave him a lot to think about. Um, and from what I heard as well is that his people met uh, or his agent also met with a uh, you know. Uh, you know, Mark, uh, the, the Hurricanes, Peoples, or whatnot. So they there is talks uh, about Nicholas Harbor. The other thing I put Miami behind the eight ball, too, is that they started recruiting him as a defensive end. He played defensive end at, at his school. He played defensive end, and he played receiver. Um, but he wants to play, play receiver. He wants to score touchdowns. You know, he wants to be on the offensive side of the ball. So uh, at first, they were sending up you know, Jason Taylor to to recruit him because they thought he was going to be a defensive end, which he would be an outstanding defensive end. I think it's more of a project if he's trying to be a receiver, you know, mm-hmm. and he's kind of the raw, straight-line speed type of guy. Um, he's not very shifty either. He's more just like, once I get the ball, I'm gone type of thing. And you got to have some, some wiggle, some shift to you if you're going to be a wide receiver um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But those are the only two, two guys that, that we're really looking at. Jim Howard, the D tackle and then Nicholas Harbor. And, um, you know, I, if I, if I 
bet on anything. I would say we get Jamel Howard, but I'd say we probably don't get Nicholas Harbor. But we'll see because these things, these things change so fast, you know. And oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. especially nowadays with NIL and play, you know these these things change and and these kids uh, change their minds. So uh, we'll we'll see what happens next Wednesday. Yeah, they definitely changing their minds. You know, we just were scolded not too long ago by somebody. So I, I do understand how, how kids yeah, right. can change their minds when they're saying they're going to be here and they're not here. So it's all yeah. good. Um, I mean, but yeah, man, from, from what you're saying, like, I think Oregon's the big problem because you've seen like, Nike sponsors them. you seen that that track that they got. That yeah. Track, like, you know, I seen it a few years back when they had, um, you know, remodeled it or gave it an upgrade. Yo, so, you know, I don't yeah. know what Miami's doing with their track and field um, down here. Of course, yo, we normally have these um, individuals that do play two sports known in Miami for the longest. It hasn't been like that re in the recent years, but, I mean, you could go to the Santana Moss days and certain yeah. stuff like that. These these guys used to play track all the time and then jump right on the field and, you know, mutt people just kind of like Dion. You know, I'm going to play football and I'm going to go ahead and play baseball. Same day, right. you know, so – um, you know, that's kind of one of the things that I want them to bring back, back to college sports, you know, like especially football, like play, play multiple sports, play multiple positions, you know, um, and, and whatever lands you that, that money. Cause you know, Marcus, I'm like you right now, give them the bag, however you can get the bag, yeah. go ahead and get it. So, um, yeah. Hey, if he, if he's like what you're saying, like DK Metcalf, the, as far as how he's built and you got track speed probably Olympic track speed, the way you speak in, um, you know, it's a 50-50 between Miami and Oregon with me. Hopefully it's Miami because we do need that big physical receiver. We don't have that. We only got Kobe Young right now. Um, yeah. and, and, and as far as being the, you know, that dominant receiver as far as with the physicality, but everybody else that we got coming in seems nice. Um, and yeah, um, back to um, that individual from Chaminade. Please, Talk to your homeboy. Shift them in our direction. You know, I love that. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the other receiver you was talking about was uh, Josiah Trader, and he's yeah, always, yeah. he's he's not as good as um at Jeremiah Smith, but he is also outstanding player uh, as well. I like him a lot. Um, I think Miami has a chance to land him as well. He actually left Miami Central to play with. Uh, Jeremiah Smith. Oh, they are boys, you know. They they are good friends, and he he left and leaving Miami Central is is usually not taken very well. You know what I'm saying? Well, you don't leave yeah. Miami Central. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Chaminade is a great program too. I mean, it's one of the top five programs in South Florida, but uh, no player really does that. And it, so he really wanted to play with JJ and you know they obviously won a state championship last year um as well as central um but that's that's how typing so it could be a two a two package deal no i mean it could wherever one goes the other one may go i mean from what i hear AJ is trying to get him to go to ohio state and i think jojo is leaning toward miami at this point of his process and if he ends up committing, he may want to try to convince him to Miami. So that's going to be an interesting story all year, you know, to, to kind of see what goes on there uh, between those two. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll see how it all goes down. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. But yes, um, same, same, same sport, kind of the same team, but not. You know, I want to go ahead and and re talk about you know the Ed Reed situation when we spoke on it last time. You know, he had his yeah. rant. You know, he was having a whole bunch of f bombs, this, that, and the other. I actually spoke to um, what's his name, um, Coach Fraser, um, currently the principal at Miami Turner Tech Senior High School. You know, he he was telling you know I had to holler at him about something else, and he telling me like I'm the first guy that first coach for Booker T, and you know we chopping it up for a little while. He got the 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 championship on the wall, so we chopping it up, and then you know we spoke on the 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 Dion, um, not Dion, but the Ed Reed situation, and yeah. you know he he made me look at it a little different, you know, because I was like, yeah, you know it's a good thing, you know sometimes you gotta you know expose people to you know, have some type of semblance of a change, you know, um, you see that right now in police reform, you know, now that they got the cameras, you know, a lot of police officers, they're getting exposed for being unfit police officers. Um, I, I, that's just recently, there was, you know, something that happened where, you know, I guess they, um, you know, was using night sticks on a, on an individual for, um, something they got fired, but you know, it's, it's, it's all over the news now, but yeah, regardless of the fact, going back to, on what we're discussing now he was he was like look you should have kept that in house and in my head while he's saying it because i already have my views speaking on you i'm like nah you know but i'm speaking to a principal i got to be respectful but we just topping it up like on um, like dudes just you know no beer because we're in the school right now so yeah. we're just drinking water and, and, and speaking and he was like um you know people got to understand that you know we're we're under under um funded and this, that, and the other. But for me, I was telling him like, "Lo, yo, you could have just picked up trash. You could have had his office clean. You know, the bare minimum. You know, um, sometimes it's not. You know, even when it's you know on um, people. Um, you know, it's not the big things that you do for people. It's the small things that you do for people. Just show that you you he's welcome here. This is a Hall of Famer. This is somebody that that you know. Um, from what I'm understanding, he could have been in Grambling and other. Um, you know, um, opportunities that he just let go to the side because he wanted Bethune to um, get a certain caliber of, of a coach. And um, for 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 me to see him get fired, like probably like, well, not fired because he never really signed the contract. That just shows where his heart was at. You know what I'm saying? For you not to be even on contract, really, you know, you've been on campus for like a month and you you're 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 seeing certain things that you want to um, get changed and for me i don't think that he just went on live and you know just started uh ranting because that's what they're gonna say it's a rant now nah, it was not a rant he was actually passionate about what he was actually seeing for him to be not under contract and um i think he spoke to these individuals multiple times you know after you speak to somebody multiple times like what do you want me to do now just keep talking no, right. you know, you got to find another another route and sometimes exposing people, especially nowadays. This is the 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 um, I don't want to say the Bible revelations meaning revealed. But again, a lot of things are getting revealed right now in front in, in regards to politics and in, in regards to, you know, just people um, being, you know, insensitive, you know, when it comes to just a lot of different things in this world. So for him to be that individual to be passionate about it i you know i didn't i didn't i shared some of the views um but you know um i just think that um the way that they're doing him right now you know you got the students protesting outside 
saying that, you know, showing the mold that's, you know, on their clothes, on their hats. You had two players, you know, saying that there's mold in the gloves. It, it smells like mold. You wow. feel me? Sharing helmets, you know, that have mold in it. All type, They're exposed. They're not just speaking on it. They're showing it. You know what I'm saying? And this is from players on the football team. This is from students on the campus. For all this to actually happen after he got fired and from for, for what the students and the um, players are saying, he got fired for speaking up for them because there's no one else to actually speak for them. They be saying, well, the students say, we've been complaining for the longest, but, you know, nothing ever happens. So, so, yeah. so what do you do now? What do you do now when you got someone that's, um, I think he goes as Coach Kane, Ed Reed, Hall of Famer. When you have a player like that or a coach like that, an individual like that, that's that has all these um accolades to his name to to get treated the way he's treating for um treated for actually looking out for you know your kids, my kids, your kids, your the future kids. You know, you send them to school um to get a certain education, they're paying money to be over here. It's not like Everybody that's at a, at, at a HBCU got scholarships. Their parents got to pay for these books, pay for the dorms, pay for the space that they're living in and for the space that they're living in to not be fit. And it's just one thing for me saying it. It's another thing for the kids saying it and showing it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because, you know, Ed, just like Ed Reed, they took a little, um, they used this MO. I'm going to expose the trash being on the floor. I'm going to expose this room being like that. You know, I'm going to expose you to the world, especially right now, since, you know, um, the, 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 the light is shined on them because of Ed Reed. This is the time to actually speak up as well. It's kind of like the Me Too movement. You feel what I'm saying? Like, yo, this is the right opportunity to jump on this because my voice was not being heard when it was just me. So now when it's a group of people speaking on the same topic, maybe something's changed. What do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, my stance has kind of changed, man, because like at first I was like, man, don't don't put that out there because, you know, it'll be a negative a negative perception uh, of HBCUs. And I, I speak from experience. I went to HBCU. Um, I went to fam you and, you know, it, it obviously wasn't the best. You know, I mean, my dorm room was was small kid it, it was like <laughs> like like i i was like on my on my bed and laying down and i could literally touch the the my my roommate's bed that's how close the beds were to each other and like in order for me to have more space because we both had a lot of stuff i had to go get um you know cement blocks you know those cement blocks with the holes in them yeah. um, to i got i got two of those that we we well four of those that we found and i brought them in the dorm room to raise my bed up just so we can have more space <laughs> you know what i'm saying like yeah. everybody was sweating the idea though everybody was like yo look what these dudes did <laughs> but that that's the type of stuff that we had to do man like yeah. it was I mean, I don't regret the situation. I love being at, at, at FAMU. It was one of the one of the greatest experiences I ever had. But it, it was not luxurious by any means. It wasn't Florida State, which was right across the street, across tracks, literally. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? When, when when people talk about across the tracks, it's different across the tracks. There there's there's no better example than Tallahassee, Florida. 
Tallahassee, Florida is basically split up with train tracks. <laughs> One side is, is quote unquote, you know, nice or white. And the other side is the black side. And literally right in the middle, you got Florida State right there on, on that side. And you got FAMU on the other side. I mean, yeah. that that's really kind of when I learned about, because Miami different, bro. Like Miami is a little totally like different. It's like, it's not even an American city for real. You know, certain big cities, I think, are different from most other cities. Like this whole country is full of those type of towns, you know? And yeah. you got an idea of what America really is. And it's America is not Miami. Miami is like glamour glitz. It's a melting pot. You meet so many people. I got so many friends from different backgrounds, you know, like in, in these other towns, it's black and white. Or, or you may see a sprinkle of Mexicans here and there, <laughs> you know, and that's pretty much kind of the majority, I think of american towns but anyways like yeah like for 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 me to see i saw the pictures and the videos myself of, of the mold and everything the first thing that went through my head and i don't even have a child you got a child uh now that's like the first thing that probably went through your head is probably like yo if if i see the school that i sent my child to has mold on their sheets bed ceiling you know, the gloves that they play in football in, I'm taking them, them right out of that school, like, immediately. And I feel disrespected for, for even having them there for, for that long or just, you know, it's just, man, it was, it, it's, it's, it's just um, just a bad situation. And I think it did need to be exposed. I think it did need to be put out in the light. And, and, you know, maybe the way that he did it, he could, maybe he could have did it differently, but it did need to be done because now people are talking about it, right? Now now people are like, hey, you know, people realize how bad it is with HBCUs. I mean, and these are some millionaires, right? Every didn't need his money and they can't afford to pay him, you know? They can't even clean up his, his, his office to, <laughs> to really kind of, you know, pull out the red card for a Hall of Famer that could potentially change the program, not just the program, but the entire school, because that's what football teams do in America, right? Mm -hmm. Football teams change your whole perspective of school. I th most people probably think Alabama is probably a really good school educationally just because they got a football team, and that's not really the truth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Alabama doesn't have the best education or anything like that, but people think that because their football team is good, you know, like, so it, it would change the whole perception of that. And if, if they knew that, or if they grasped that concept, then they would do more, you know, they would do better or they would sure that, that he had everything he needed. And I didn't even know about the whole contract thing about, he didn't have a whole contract. So he wasn't even all in, you know, <laughs> Edward was already just like had one foot in, one foot out. He just wanted to kind of find a way to stay or go. And he obviously saw a reason to go. And um, yeah, it's a disappointing situation just because, you know, it's, it's a, you know, um, Ruben Bain's cousin goes, goes to school, you know what I'm saying? And there's a lot of players that, 
that that uh that from Florida go to Bethune because you know they can't get a scholarship at the big new schools, and it's 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 disappointing. Um, and the the other thing too that Bethune doesn't get um, state funding. You know, I was I was because I believe it's a private school. It's a private school, so they're not getting state funding. So, so yeah, so that that's that's an issue in itself because FAM is a state school and they get state funding and they still don't really look like no Florida State. <laughs> you yeah, know? but then you got you got state oversight. You feel what I'm saying when you're a private school, then you know you don't really got people like really watching if you're really doing things the how you're supposed to be doing. That's why it's private. So that could be a, a, a negative too. I didn't even know it was a private school. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, they don't get state funding. I heard I heard from someone at that battle seven on seven that I went to that they don't get who went to Bethune saying that they don't get state funding. So that that's issue in, in itself. So so yeah, it's just disappointing to to see that at an HBCU. And that is going to um deflect any anybody who is thinking about going to Bethune. You know, anybody who who's in high school right now is about Bethune and see something like that and see the train wreck that it is, they're not gonna want to go there. They'll still maybe want to go to HBCU, but not not Bethune. Um but hopefully they, they kind of get their act together. Maybe you know some of the alumni chip in and, and really start donating uh back to the school. That's really the only way that it's going to come back to a level that is respectable yeah you know the crazy thing is as far as with the last statement you said as far as with the alumni donating and stuff like that when i when i read a lot of the comments in regards to him, him being fired and you know the students talking and speaking out and this that, and the other i read a lot of alumni in the comments saying like we would donate but you know we would ask where the money is going and they will put so much of a, a hissy fit where they're like, man, here go your money back because they don't they don't want you to really follow where the money is going. You, you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So so those people that do donate and turn a blind eye, you know, they're they're not the ones complaining because they could care less. Sometimes, you know, when you donate, you get that tax, that tax break, you know, when you do donations to certain things. So and you got other people that donate because they they're not worried about a tax break. Of course, the tax break is good. But I'm really doing it because my heart is um, behind this HBCU. Like yourself said, you went to HBCU, you know, and look where you at now. You're the you're the lead editor at KanesCounty.com and Rivals.com. You like you you got a lot of accomplishments that came behind being in that that struggling situation, finding ways to find more space in in, in the room, finding uh, um you know sometimes you know it's not it's not where you where you get is like how you got there. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes the struggling or or not just not having the best situation made you a little stronger, made you a little bit more ambitious, made you a better person. So, um, you know, hopefully, um, like you said, um, you know, they could they could, you know, turn this into a positive because right now there's a lot of negative light shined on the HBCUs, not just because of Ed Reed, but what Deion Sanders been alluding to the last few years at jackson state university so um hey i'm black you know and i definitely want hbcus to do good but if you're stealing money if you're not allocating the money how you're supposed to be 
then you know you you're 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 just as worse as 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 you your um I guess Caucasian schools or you know predominantly white schools. You know what I'm saying? Because you're you're basically doing what we do now. You're killing your own. You're you're stealing from your own. You know, just like black on black crime. You know, we kill each other at a high at a high rate. You know, we're stealing from each other. Like, come on, man. We need to we need to go ahead and and um, expose um, those individuals that's doing these things. So, yeah, we'll yeah. See. yeah. I, I don't. I definitely don't want to, um, you know, deter anybody going to an HBCU uh, listening to this because HBCU you experience is very unique, and it's something that I I would do again. It, it's I just felt learned a lot about black culture and, you know, me and you, West, we, we Haitian, we grew up in Miami, right? We, we're not exactly, we're black Americans, but we, we're, we're not from black culture historically America, if, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, so I, I think you learn a lot about what it is to be black in, in America and what 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 black people had to do in this country to kind of get here and it, it really kind of just blew my mind that we had schools like Florida and m who who was around since the 1800s you telling me there was a school since the 1800s that was, yeah <laughs> like a lot of these schools are from from that far that were, are that old and there were people who were just fighting just for education because you know i don't want to make this a whole history thing you know history but like you know because because of slavery and because of oppression like uh people you know because that's because of slavery it's like you're getting free labor right you're getting mm -hmm. free labor and that means you are already ahead of any other races in America because you're getting free labor and you've got all that money. Now you, you start to build schools and you're going to put all your money in these, and in, in these grandiose schools and mm -hmm. say, I don't want these black people in my grandiose schools. Right. So, so you now have money and you now have better quality, I guess you could say education. So that's starting to build for generations, right? So, so black people are, are set back in that respect, you know, like you have to catch up to, to what has been built by generations of white people due to getting a uh, free labor, um, not allowing black people to have your prestigious, get into your prestigious institutions. So, and then thus that builds wealth, businesses, now I have now I'm white. I got businesses. I got education. My kids are educated, and now I can hire more white people for these businesses. I'm not gonna hire these black people because I don't like them <laughs> for whatever reason. Obviously, because they're black, so that sets them back as well. So it's like for me to see that throughout all of that, there were all of these historically black colleges and universities that were able to kind of pull through all of that oppression to still build what they have it just it just gave me more sense of pride of what it is to be black in america and then yeah, 
And then not only that, you just meet people from all over the country. You know, Miami, Miami black people a certain way. Black people from LA are different. Black people, I met black people from Alaska, bro. Like, like you meet you meet people from all over the country, so you get to kind of experience different type of black people because, and then you kind of realize how different Miami is from everywhere else. <laughs> because, oh yeah, we always see that. Yeah, because my because people um from outside of Miami, they they would recognize I was from Miami off top. They would be like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, how you know? You know what I'm saying? Because I don't know. It's a certain kind of way, I guess, we carry ourselves. We're used to everything. We're used to the limelight. We used to, you know, like, I mean, I went to clubs and Trick Daddy was there and I didn't blink. He's just like a regular, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, and Rick Ross the same way. Like, I used to see him, mm-hmm. I used to see Trina driving around, you know, like, mm-hmm. like, and this was like in, in the, in like the 90s, early and 2000s, you know, and, you know, for people outside of Miami, that's like a big thing, or especially like small towns in Florida, like that's like a huge thing. Um, but anyways, um, but you know, other people from big cities, you kind of connect with them. You kind of be like, okay, their 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 life is kind of similar to yours, you know, so to speak. You know, everybody's different, but like you're used to the big city life, so you kind of connect on that level. But um, but yeah, HBCU experience is just it's just amazing it's um and i i wouldn't i wouldn't want to um you know talk bad about the experience at all and i just want to make sure that if, if anybody who's thinking about hbcu definitely go do it um but just make sure you check the facilities and make sure if there's mold in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah definitely <laughs> yeah, me, you know, I was like, as far as what HBCUs, I didn't care. I, I was not even thinking, you know, living a certain lifestyle when I was younger, I was not even, th- even though I got good grades, I was not even thinking about college more so. So, you know, I didn't take the SATs. I didn't do anything. You feel me? I just went today. They, you know, they take that placement test. They score you, you know, and, and you know, I graduated from there. But, you know, I was not really worried about the the life. I kind of like the way Miami Dade was. You go in, you do your shit and you get out. And, you know, for what you were just talking about, Miami is a certain city. It's, it's bright lights. It's, it's you know, it, it's a different city. So maybe these other cities that's, like you say, you know, FSU on this side and you got your, the um, HBCU on this side. Maybe it's like that over there, but over here, you know, I could go to Miami Day, do my shit, and then I'm going back to the limelight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, um yeah. that's a difference. So but yeah, man, enough about the HBCUs college right now. We'll go ahead and transition into same sport. Different team, you know it is. Yeah, yeah. The Miami Dolphins. Um not too much about the Miami Dolphins, but um you know I've been hearing that we we probably gonna have a new defensive coordinator, and you know, um, I think they're saying that we possibly grabbed the one that came from Denver, um, Vangio or something like that. Okay, I'm, I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up. You know, um, like Denver defense been stopped for the last few years since he's been there. You know, top five defense. You know, even last year, like they could have. They could have been a serious threat last year if um, the offense, you know, would have played their part 
because the defense was keeping them in games, low score games all the time. If Russell, you know, would have done his thing, they probably would have been in a better boat. But I don't care if it wind up meaning that we're going to go ahead and get that defensive coordinator over here because I mean, for a lot of times that I was getting pissed off was the Enigma um, defense. You know what I'm saying? You blitzing everybody and you leaving your corners on the island by themselves. You know, you got X-Men battling injuries. You feel me? You got um, Byron Jones gone. You know, you got um, 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 Brandon Jones, our other safety, he's gone. Nick Needham gone. You know, so why are we blitzing like that? Especially yeah. when, you know, for me, the Dolphins, we have like, one of the best D lines in, in in the league right now. We got Chubb, and we got um um Jalen Phillips on the other side. You feel me with the pass rush? You got Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle. I think he's rated the number one defensive tackle as far as um this year in regards to. I know, of course, I know you guys are probably like well, it's Aaron Donald. Nah, as far as with tackles for losses, he leads the league with tackles for losses. So, yeah, I know we have Aaron Donald and, you know, these other um, defensive tackles that have been in the game for a while, you know, that possibly got a better resume than him. But for this last year, he he was doing his thing. So um, for us to get a defensive coordinator that I think would be better than than actually, um, you know, our former defensive coordinator and not just that, but our former decent, um, um, defensive coordinator. You remember he was defensive coordinator and um, Flores had took the job back from him because that first year he was looking kind of not the first year, the second year. He was looking kind of suspect, something like that around them lines. He, he was the defensive coordinator, but our head coach had to go ahead and, 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 and take, um, you know, a lot of the play calling or take the mantle from him. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, when you're the head coach, you got other shit you got to worry about. You got to worry about special teams, offense, defense. You got to worry about everything. So him giving um, giving him that 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 title and for him not to even keep that title, it showed. So why are we even bringing him back after getting rid of Brian Flores? I think that was the worst thing that they could I understand. You want to keep things the same. But that's typical Miami Dolphins. You know, you're you you're you. you we hire a coach. But you gotta be with this guy, or you gotta be with that guy, or this, that, and the other. It's like you're you're kind of ma- trying to make things um, mix that doesn't match. It's kind of like with Ponce and Gaddis, two people that just doesn't mix. You know what I'm saying? And you see how soon they parted. Um, thank God for Mario Cristobal. He didn't take that long to figure it out, you know, and let it linger. But yes, going back to the Miami Dolphins, I'm just like, yo, he shouldn't have been here. Um, we we have plenty of players over here that I felt was um decent that could we we could have done a lot of good things it's three and eight three and ten we're we're blitzing and now it's a first down why is that why are we not playing coverage why are we not you know doing certain things and i'm not a coach but damn i have got goddamn common sense and it seemed like he didn't have the common sense that that we needed him to have you know what i'm saying so um if we could go ahead and get a a a good defensive coordinator um again like i said um i heard we already interviewed the former defensive coordinator for the um, Denver Broncos. Yeah, his um, name is his name is Vic Angio. Yeah, you feel yeah. what I'm saying? So, so we 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 interviewed him already. He already got a history with Chubb. If 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 Chubb can be Chubb of the uh, uh, of the Denver Broncos and not the Chubb that we seen <laughs> last year because he was injured, 
if we could get something, uh, some type of semblance of that because of this defensive coordinator, like, come on, man. And the Dolphins are always known for defense. Even when our offense trashed, we was always known for defense. I don't know what happened uh, um, these last few years. Yeah, I, I don't know either. I mean, they, they need to do something because uh, the offense – the offense seems like it could be clicking with anybody, to be honest. I, I hope to what comes back. But I think Mike McDaniel, I think he's the guy, bro. I, I really think he is the guy to 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 just man this offense because we almost beat Buffalo with Skylar Thompson, bro. <laughs> we almost beat the Buffalo Bills with Skylar Thompson. Like because I think the offense is, is in a good place, you know, and I think they, they could add just some more box on the offensive line because obviously Teron Armstead's got injury issues and, you know, you, the, just the offensive line period usually get hurt. You know, there's usually some kind of injuries on the offensive line. So I'd like to see them maybe draft a couple in this upcoming draft just to protect Tua. Um, but the defense, I think, you know, you got players. I think he got fired because I think McDaniel realized, like, he could win with this defense because Javon Holland's been balling. Javon Holland, to me, is the best player on the team. Chris Wilkins is balling. You know what I'm saying? Then you got Jalen Phillips, and you got Melvin uh, Gordon, who's been balling too. Nick Chubb, you mentioned um, the Atlanta Roberts, I think, is probably an unsung hero that most people don't even talk about. He's been playing really well. He's been making plays, and um, Jerome Baker's been playing well. So you only maybe a, a few other players away from really having maybe a top five type of defense. But even with all those, you can't be like one of the worst in the league. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what it was. I think they were like 27th to 28th in yep. the league or something like that. So I think that's what my dad was like, hey, you know, we got all these balls on this team. Like, why do we have to, you know, you know, like be in these shootouts? Like they were in a shootout with Detroit, <laughs> shootout with Chicago, you know? You're right. Why are you in a shootout with Chicago? You don't need to be in a shootout with Chicago. Once you beat 30 points, this should be done, though, you know? So the think- quarterback broke a record on us running. And we <laughs> and we and we played Lamar Jackson, and Lamar Jackson hasn't broke a record like that on us running. We had their quarterback break records on us, 200 yeah. yards rushing. <laughs> so so I think McDaniel was right for to fire uh them. I don't know if it was him or the GM. Chris Greer, who ended up find, firing these guys because it wasn't just the D.C. I think they fired the running backs coach and the – not the running backs coach, the uh, linebackers coach and I think the DBs coach, I believe. Um, I know it was three of them that they let go. Um, so I, I'm glad to see that because the old Dolphins would have just let shit ride out. You know, they would have just like, oh, let's just run it back again. <laughs> But this is like this is an era where we like, okay, you know, we got a quarterback that can get us there. You know, we'll we'll continue to build the O line. Our running back good enough. Our, our receivers are good enough. Tight ends good enough. Um, and we got good players on defense. And I mentioned all those players, not even mention Xavier Howard. You know what I'm saying? With an interception, I think it was on. You know, so. He's still out there as well. So 
I don't see any reason why this defense can't be better. And if they get Vic Fangio, I think they they will be. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like, um, as long as Tua can stay healthy, I think that you know we're gonna be good. You know, um, I know you don't ha- you're not that confident in in Tua right now. A lot of people not. You know, even I'm me. I'm, I'm healthy. I'm confident if when he's healthy. I have more confidence in, in the world of him, but okay. I'm not confident he could stay upright or his head gonna be right. I heard he he's still in the concussion protocol right now. I think that's bullshit. I think they just don't want him to play in the Pro Bowl. Um, mm-hmm. so they don't say he's in a concussion protocol because nobody in concussion protocol for this long. Like, come on, like yeah, of, of course, you know, and 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 not just that, but you know, I seen when he had that concussion the the second time. I don't know if it was the second or the third time when his 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 um, he was throwing up gang signs on what what some commentators were saying, and, and, and you know he came back two weeks later. So for him to suffer a concussion that seemed like it was not as bad as the second one, maybe you know what I mean. The last one wasn't as bad, you know. But again, I ain't no doctor, so I can't tell you. Of course, you know the third time you something happens to you, of course it's probably worse. But if you talk about the, the the actual hit, it was not even a hit, really. It, it was a tackle. He just landed wrong. We, we've we been speaking like this for the longest. It seems like he finds himself in peculiar situations as far as how people tackling him, how he's falling. And we were saying that a long time ago. It's just like he's so unlike. I'm like, damn. Like, I understand with the slides. A lot of quarterbacks have a hard time sliding, especially with cleats on. But, but, but just random falling? Like, yo, you've been playing football. You made it to the NFL and you don't know how to fall right now? Like, that's the shit that's, that's kind of having me kind of like, yo, what's going on? But, um, you yeah, know, like, if he, if he could stay healthy, man, you know, I still have the the, the 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 confidence in the arm of the almighty tool. You feel me? Unlike my my counterpart right here, Marcus Benjamin. But um, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like, you know, getting to the point where the frustration is outweighing the talent for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Again, I'm gonna give him this other year. You know, I'm gonna give him the year. You know, the benefit of the doubt, because again, for me, last year was really his first year. Because when you had a, a coach that kind of was sabotaging him, I mean, if you know, if if you're if you're a, a, at a job, a working environment, and your your supervisor, your manager wants you not to be on like not working they're gonna put you in situations where you know it it always looks negative on your side so i think that's what happened with brian flores so again when we have uh mcdaniel's confidence in tour you know going over 700 plays you know with tour um practically saying like i I use the whole season trying to change people's mind on tour marcus benjamin um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It didn't take you that long. It took you two day, two two games. I think two it was games. the second or third game. The second but, but, game. But again, like you said, game. you're confident in the arm. You're confident in the vision. You're just not confident in the health. So, um, again, when he wind up showing you that he can go a full season, you uh, know, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for the full season, bro. Can he I see only it? got one more year. He only got one more year to prove that. I need to see one full season from Tua, and I'll be happy. But we'll see it. We'll see if that happens, bro. Yeah, we'll see. Hey, did you see um Tom Brady? 
You know, we talking about Tua, but damn, Tom Brady down here, man. He over here. Of course, he already in Florida because of Tampa, but he's over here registering his kids. Yeah, Miami, yeah, Miami Country Day School. Yeah, I seen that. I seen that. I think he has a house down here already. I think. Yeah, yeah. He Giselle stayed right across the, the 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 river from him, <laughs> like okay. two houses down, right across the street. But there's like the street is the the, the water. <laughs> yeah, I I think he's done it in, in Tampa. To be honest, I mean, based on that season, I mean, to be honest, I think he should just retire. I think he should have retired a long time ago, but. You know, like I, I think because he didn't retire, that's reason why he got divorced and he's going through all of that. But then I also hear that that, that um she was having like an affair with her trainer, personal trainer, yeah, or something like that. That was the main reason. So it's messed up if that's a situation, but it obviously affected him, you know, because he was not the same Tom Brady, man. Like but for them to get dust out of Cowboys who are just kind of playoff game and that game could have been worse you know what I'm saying if if the kicker could have just made his extra points and field goals he missed like five extra points in that game which is crazy it would have been much worse in that game and like I think he's absolutely done at Tampa Bay if he comes down to Miami like I said I'm not so sold on him like just rejuvenating the, the franchise type of thing if he comes to be honest i'd rather see two out there you know what i'm saying just <laughs> yeah, i'd rather see two i'd rather see a healthy tour out there because a healthy tour was better than tom brady this season you gotta admit this season i'm just talking about 2022 that just passed a healthy tour was better than tom brady so i'd rather see Tua than brady but then again Brady playing in this offense might be different, you know what I'm saying? Because if Brady's playing with this Mike McDaniel offense, who knows? Because in that, in that offense he's playing at Tampa, you know, that head coach was a defensive coach, man. And usually defensive coaches, you know, like in this day and age, don't really work that well. You know what I'm saying? Like if if you look at the, the, the great teams that, that are out there, you know, I think that's what's Buffalo's problem. That their their head coach is a defensive minded uh coach, you know. But um and when Tampa won it, they had a different coach. They didn't have this coach that they have now, uh, more of an offensive mind. So I, I think that plays a factor. And obviously Mike McDaniel is a offensive mind. So I don't know, maybe it could be different. I'm not saying no, please don't happen. But I'm not just totally sold. You know me, I got to be sold on stuff to really believe in, you know? And I, I got to see Tom Brady go out there and come back in a game like Tua did against Baltimore for me to be like, okay, I'm sold. Um, but for right now, from what I've seen from last season, it looks like he's done, man, and I think he should be done. You you, you got seven rings, seven rings, right? Yeah. Seven rings. Yeah, mm -hmm. like, and you've been to 10 Super Bowls. Like, come on, man. Like, you've done everything that you could possibly done. You got, he haven't, you got, he haven't, he haven't done you, everything. What hasn't he, he done? He hates Bill Belichick. He hates Bill Belichick. What would be the biggest slap in the face to go to the enemy and win them a Super Bowl? Now, 
for me, I would, I, you know, you saying that he's a shell of himself, you think he should re- retire, that would be the perfect guy to be our backup. Because uh, Teddy Bridgewater, your bitch ass needed to retire a long time ago. So you feel Brady, me? I would I'm have Brady as the backup. Well, we know Brady, he's not going to be no backup. Though. He is That's not going to be no backup, bro. Not I'm at all. Saying, everybody got a dream. I could, I could dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that'd be, that'd be crazy. If it happened, it would be cool. But, uh, but because we'll you see. know, two is gonna be injured, right? What's that? Imagine you, imagine you know that two goes down and Tom Brady is the backup. Imagine <laughs> you wouldn't even care if Tua got injured. You'd be like, okay, all right, Tom Brady, hold it down till Tua come back, or just hold it down until you get injured, which probably don't happen. You know what I'm saying? That would be the best situation. It's only gonna happen on Madden. That's only gonna happen on Madden for right now, bro. Like, <laughs> just, just play that out on Madden so we could just enjoy it on Madden. Oh. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen in real life, but it's definitely a possibility. Obviously, we lost our draft pick because we were tampering with Tom Brady. We don't have mm-hmm. a draft pick in this upcoming draft because we was talking to Tom Brady. So obviously, there's an interest there between the two sides. So it, it definitely could be a possibility. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to happen. The way he's talking, it sounds like he's going to stay with Green Bay. Lamar Jackson, I think, is still a possibility. Derek Carr, I think, still a possibility. Um, I, and I think that's it. I think that's where we stand as far as our quarterbacks, or we're just going to roll with who we got. We we'll probably just get a, get a, another backup quarterback. Ted's got to be out of here because, you know, we need somebody that can stay healthy. And you know, be efficient. Somebody who's just a little bit better than Teddy uh, to be the backup. Skylar Thompson, I don't think is the guy to be the backup. You know what I'm saying? And I think he be beat good. Buffalo. He beat he Buffalo. Not, he he did not beat Buffalo. We always won. I, I know in your head you think we won. <laughs> we almost. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We lost to Buffalo. We almost beat Buffalo. You know, with Almost a backup people. quarterback. Almost. You feel me? Almost. Close. Bro. Yeah, I'm over here still dreaming. <laughs> who's who's your Super Bowl pick, by the way? I don't even remember, I, but I think I think I Cincinnati. Think, I think I picked Cincinnati. I picked Cincinnati and No, last year you picked Cincinnati. No, nah, I picked Cincinnati on the last the last podcast. I need to go back and check because I, I think I because yeah. I think he, I think you got Kansas City and Philly. I think. Nah, I think we both said Buffalo. Oh no, you both you said San Francisco. You said San Francisco and you said Kansas City. That's who you said. To go to the Super Bowl. To go to the Super Bowl, yeah. And oh, and I, I, I had you. and I had Cincinnati and San Francisco. We both, you know, we have a chance to to get that. And I put some bread. I put some bread too. I put bread on Cincinnati and San Francisco to get to the Super Bowl before the playoffs started. If that happens, I get like it wasn't a lot. I forty dollars to get five hundred dollars, which is pretty good. No, wifey, I'm gonna start doing this every year with wifey. And wifey picked two teams as well, and she picked Kansas City and um Philly. She picked Kansas City and Philly. So y'all went anyway. Are still in it, but the situation where we don't win if Philly and Cincinnati is a Super Bowl, we both lose. 
Kansas City and San Francisco, your two your picks go. Nah, I gotta change my pick. My my pick is gonna be your pick. You feel me? Um <laughs> because nah, nah, nah. Because my whole thing is I wanna say, I wanna say um um the Kansas City Chiefs will actually win, but I mean, I mean, Burrow got his number. Like he beat him the last three times. You feel me? I think this is gonna be the fourth time. You know, they haven't lost since October. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm I'm like, damn, you know, I, like Burrow, you know, he's doing his thing. I, 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 you, did you see what what the, you know, I guess the coach of Buffalo said about, you know, um, Jamar Chase and, you know, I don't want to be garbage all year just to get a number one receiver, something yeah. like that around the lines. Yeah, yeah. I heard that, but, yeah. But, but yeah, you know, I think, I think that's more fuel to the fire. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I think you know some people saying um, in in Kansas City that that Cincy is is talking reckless about you know um, um, Chief Stadium. I think they call it uh, Burrow Stadium. Burrowhead. The stadium is called Arrowhead. They call it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Kelsey yeah. don't like that. He 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 don't like that. He was he was he was um kind of saying that you know they're giving us a lot of bulletin board material but i you know me personally i don't think you know none of that is actually gonna make you want to play a little bit harder you want to win already so uh unless it's real personal like you really personally hate someone then i, I don't think it's really gonna play a factor and even if you personally hate someone sometimes that'd be a detriment to yourself you know they tell people that's boxers you know stay focused don't get mad and when you have really have a personal issue with somebody, it's kind of hard not to get mad. So yeah. hopefully it's just, you know, people just talking shit to each other. I'm going to change my bet. Like I said, San France versus Cincy in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <All> <laughs> you right, know, so but um, I, I, I don't know if it will because, but if it does, it'll be crazy because like I said, remember I was saying Brock Purdy sounds like Tom Brady, you know? Yeah. Like and you, the, Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, last pick in the draft. Like, dude looks like he's 12, and he's out there playing with playing a really, really good team. You know, a bunch of ballers all over that team. If he pulls that off, that'd be crazy. But the other side of it, you got Jalen Hurd, black quarterback. You know what I'm saying? You know, you always kind of root for the black quarterback in the situation. And, and he kind of, you know, he was replaced by Tua. You know what I'm saying? He was replaced by Tua in the championship game. And then That's left him. You know, then left to Oklahoma, did well. You know, he was like fourth in Heisman voting. So he went, he, he wasn't even a first round pick, a second round pick. And Philly didn't even believe in him that first year. They wanted to trade him. And he came out this year, balled out. So I don't know. I kind of, you know, I don't like Philly. I don't like the team, you know. I, I don't, don't like the fans. I don't like the fans, you know. But, you know, the Jalen Hurts story, I think, is a good story in itself. And then you got Patrick Mahomes, man. Patrick Mahomes, I mean, what can you say about him? He's he's baby goat right now. He he in his first three years, I think is is this third year or fourth year? I think it's, I think it's like his fourth year. I think it's fourth year. It's not this is his fifth year. Fifth year in a championship um game. Yeah, I mean, he just, just to see if he can if he can do it with you know a bone angle and like you know, with all the odds pretty much against him, no Tyreek, 
I mean, it's it's an interesting story. I'll be watching both games. I mean, this is the first time like I'm I'm actually excited to watch both games to see how they turn out. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wifey gonna have to. She gonna have to deal with it. You know. I know my team is yeah. out. Wifey <laughs> be like, all right, now it's time for us. Time for our shows. Time to go out. We won't need to worry about football or anything like that. But yeah, man, like you said, man, I gotta watch these games. Um, me personally, I I like Purdy. You know what I'm saying? I like him. You know, when we was at the bar, I hated him. But, but you know, for him, yeah. you know, whooping our ass. But besides that, like, I like – he reminds me of Tua, Mr. Efficient. You feel what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So, like, what can – you yeah. know, people was ragging on us thinking that, you know, we were just suck. But, like, shit, I mean, he, he – he been winning ever since. I don't think he lost the game since he 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 took the the the, yes. the job and and yes. Trey Lance. You better hope he lose, boy. You better hope <laughs> he lose because they will be trading your ass, my boy. You feel me? Yeah, and Garoppolo too. Yeah, shit, Garoppolo. They they told his ass, you know, to leave a long time ago. It just you know certain that's, things that's happen. Somebody who should be our backup though. That's that's somebody who should be our backup quarterback, like a, a guy like Garoppolo. You know. Mm, maybe, maybe. Tom Brady. Facts, <laughs> <laughs> big facts. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so yeah, man. You know, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to them games. They both playing on Sunday, or one playing Saturday, one playing Sunday. They're both playing on Sunday, back to back. Okay, okay. Hopefully, yeah. damn, I know both of them is gonna. One's gonna be a late time game, and the other one, hopefully, y'all don't start at four. Come on, man, let me let me let me get a game at one o'clock, please. Yeah, I think it's gonna be like at three and like six, something like that. Okay, all right, I could deal with that, especially for two teams that's not my team. I kind of got to get jiggy with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, uh, what well, a couple of things I wanted to talk about before we get out of here. You heard about you saying bolt, bro? Nah. You saying oh bolt. yeah, yo, you saying bolt, the 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 track star, one bunch of gold medals, was the fastest man for like a bunch of years from Jamaica, had a bunch of money stolen from him, millions, like ten million dollars stolen from him. First of all, bro, how does that happen? How did that happen, bro? How how is it that somebody steals that much money? out of your account and they trying to they trying to i think they trying to get uh america to really kind of help investigate the situation they get money back but how in the world does that happen you lose yeah. tell me is it not is it not insured over there in jamaica like over here um fc fdic um like insured like yeah i don't know but like that is just that's just crazy, man. Like, oh, yeah. I'll be going to the bank like shit. This probably what's happening to other people. You haven't been seeing what's happening to regular Americans. People go to their bank. You feel me? In the bank saying, "Oh, um, like basically taking their money from them is out of their bank is wiped cleaned, or you know they're saying that um, you if there was one individual he got paid this morning or yesterday, and you know." They didn't want to give him his money. They said that, you know, we never got a transaction from you or this, that, and the other. I'm like, what? You seen that too, right? Lady? Yeah. That's crazy, you feel me? I'm like, that make you want to be like that. I, I was talking to wife. You're like, shit. Like, maybe I have to take my, my bread out of the damn 
um bank and leave it in the safe or something like that you feel what i'm saying because i don't want to wake up one day and and you know um i can't have access to my money or you know from what i've been hearing recently you know um, from the government is saying that we're possibly gonna have a cyber attack um where where we won't be able to use um a lot of the, our things that we need an electrical spark you know what i'm saying so they was like talking about teslas and other things like that like me i'm like hold up like really like is this really happening so going back to usain bolt come on man like how you you put your money in the bank and basically so, you get robbed yeah so I, I just pulled up the story the athletes account with a kingston base so jamaica based stocks and securities limited from nearly 12.8 million to 12 thousand dollars what you know what i'm saying and yes they are trying to get the fbi to investigate the situation he fired the business manager um and earlier this week jamaican finance minister nigel clark announced that the director of financial services was stepping down and that the bank of jamaica would now be in charge of the regulating the island the island's financial system it's it's just crazy how you lose that much money and did it happen all at once or they gradually took the money i think they gradually took it took the money i think i'm not sure it doesn't really say Shit. damn boy that's like, crazy yeah, man that's just a crazy story i've seen that um anytime wifey brings up a sports story i always i always gotta bring it up here because i was like if he if she thinks it's relevant then probably more people do so she brought that out i was like damn that's that yeah, crazy. when i seen that i'm like what the hell happened to him did he did he try to invest his money in something and they you know and it was like a scam but you know from what you're reading not the money was sitting in the bank and you know they just stole it like that is crazy but hey i mean look i just said you know you have regular people like me and you going to the bank and not having access to their money yeah um and you know the bank saying call customer service and customer service ain't doing anything about it i don't know i mean sometimes it you know like but what's more secure um you know people you know growing up used to put money in the mattress under yeah. the mattress you know um i wouldn't say do that now especially if you got 10 million dollars but you know i, I want to make sure i have access to my money so just in case anything happened a hurricane comes a uh, a cyber attack happens uh you know, another pandemic happens and, you know, I want to have access to my money. So if I got to just get up and go, you know, I could just get up and go, you know, um, I mean, that's worst case scenario, you know, um, I mean, we're not a third world country, but like shit, we didn't think about a pandemic and that happened. So, you know, it's just kind of being prepared, you know, leave some money in there, but, you know, always have some type of cash, like a certain amount of cash that you could probably live off of. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I always, um, you always got to keep a cash stash. I think, especially when where we live, where there's hurricanes. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. whenever there's a hurricane, I make sure, well, like, make sure I have a cash stash. You know, uh -huh. just in case because you might not be able to get your money out of the bank. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um. So, 
Anyway, Damn, that's unfortunate. Damn, you saying broke? Well, the fastest man on the planet got his bread. Took it the fastest way. Bread <laughs> <laughs> bolted out of his account. You know, yeah. <laughs> that is crazy. But, but yeah, know. man. Um, you don't have anything else you want to add? Or uh, honest, that's pretty much it, man. We'll see who goes to the Super Bowl. We'll see mm-hmm. who met to Miami uh, this week, and I think that's about it. So yeah, you know, um, y'all could go ahead and follow Marcus on Marcus well um, Kane'sCounty.com on Instagram, um, the Benjamin Report. Yes, uh, you can follow us, Kane. Um, you know, um, the Marquez Sports Podcast, all platforms. Same thing with Kane's County, all platforms. Um, and and yeah, if you don't have anything else, I don't have anything else. We'll go ahead and wait and see until. Um, you know, um, this Sunday, you know, if it's going to be in our favor, hopefully, yeah, so you yeah. can win some money too. And wifey <laughs> can win some money too. But, um, yeah, um, this will conclude this episode of the Mark West Sports Podcast. Until the next episode, peace.